You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast, and this is episode number seven. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every Sunday or whatever day you listen to it, we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. And you guys, this one matters today. We are talking about facing obstacles. This this is a topic that I love, and this is truly a topic that I'm not billing it as part three of the two-part series of the Making Successful Resolutions, but it really, really could be. You know, the fact is, anytime you make a resolution or set yourself a goal, you are going to face obstacles. You just are. It's part of the thing. It's part of the process. It's part of, it's part of having goals. And that's why it's so important that we talk about it because this one, this one matters, my friends. You know, I think, no, no, before I get going, I I need to tell you, there's going to be some swearing today. How weird is this? You guys, <clears throat> in real life, in real life, I actually swear like a sailor. <laughs> like if you ever, if you ever meet me or if you actually already know me, you probably know I, um, I enjoy a good F-bomb. I enjoy, I enjoy swearing. I really, really do. I find it wildly inappropriate though on the podcast and in my workout videos and in media in general for the most part. So, so I don't usually swear, but I actually already know what stories I'm going to tell you today. And I already know really specifically. And when we get there, you'll know why, but I already know that I am going to swear today. So here's your warning. There's not going to be a lot of it. I'm not going to suddenly become, you know, little miss potty mouth or anything like that. And I will warn you when I get closer to it, but there, there you go. You might have, you might have to use that skip function today if you know how. (laughs) You guys, you guys, facing obstacles is, I think it's the part of setting goals that nobody likes to talk about. Nobody wants to face obstacles. I mean, I think intellectually we all understand that, you know, it's not going to be smooth sailing to get from A to B. You know, when you set yourself a big lofty goal that, yeah, something's probably going to happen on the way. And we all accept that on that, that intellectual level. But then, when the obstacle actually shows up in your path, it feels like a whole nother ball of wax. It feels as though you're clearly not meant to get your goals, as though you're clearly never going to succeed, as though you're clearly a terrible human being and too dumb, too stupid, too old, too whatever to get what you want in life. And I want you to understand that that is not true. Facing obstacles is actually an important part of getting your goals. So, so let me tell you some stories. I have faced some, some interesting and seemingly unrelated obstacles in my life on my way to different goals. And, and I think that that's part of what's important to understand about this topic We think when we're setting these goals, we kind of pre-anticipate like, oh, you know, here's the problem I might have. But then when it doesn't show up like that, we don't realize that it's still just an obstacle. It's still just a bump in the road rather than something bigger that we've made it out to be. Many, many years ago, not immediately after I started running, but after I'd been running for, I'm going to say a little bit over a year. I'd been running long enough that I felt really good about my skill, my abilities. I knew I was capable of running. 
after I'd been running for a year, I'm pretty sure I had already done my first half marathon and was probably on my way to my second. Yes. In fact, it was probably around the time that I was running my second half marathon that I decided that I was going to run a marathon. I mean, as one does, you know, if, if you are a runner, you know, you start off with this, oh, I'm going to do five K's or I'm going to, you know, try and run, you know, at all. And then it's really not too far into the, the business when you realize that you're capable of running a couple of miles at a stretch that you start dreaming about a marathon. Uh, some people don't, but, but lots of us really go there almost immediately. I had been running long enough that I knew I was capable of running long enough distances that it was, it was a viable option. But no sooner had I set myself this goal, and I'm pretty sure I said it out loud, then injuries started cropping up one after another after another. And and here's the thing. There's, there was lots of reasons for injuries. It wasn't necessarily specifically because of this big goal, but it also, in a very real sense, was because of this big goal. I said, hey, I'm going to run a marathon this year, and within... Within weeks, certainly, I broke my leg. <laughs> and, and nothing stops marathon training like having a broken leg. Am I right? And I always feel weird when I say I broke my leg because that makes it sound like I had some kind of like actual accident wherein I fell and broke my leg or I had an accident and broke my leg. No, no, I gave myself a broken leg slowly but surely. I had ended up having a stress fracture in my shin, which felt like shin splints. And that's why I continued to run on them for weeks. No, no, months after I had been in pain. So I ended up losing, all told, I ended up losing about four months of running, which would have been just about the time that I would have been starting marathon training. So so it was it was traumatic at the time. It was sad at the time. Now, you know, 10 years later, I've gone on to run. <sighs> I really should count this up at some point. I've run at least 14 marathons. At least. And I've also, yeah, at least 14 marathons. And I think I'm at 14 or 15 ultra marathons at this point also. So I, I've done plenty of running since this. This did not it stopped me in my tracks at the moment. I ended up losing four months of running like completely, but it didn't stop me from eventually achieving this dream. There have been other times when I have faced other obstacles also, when I have set myself other goals, and this is the part where I'm going to have the two swear words. I uh, Several years ago, I started working on my business mindset, my money mindset, and I read this book and I have no idea how I came upon this. Like, I really don't remember where I found this woman who is a, a money mindset mentor. It's Denise Duffield Thomas, and I absolutely love her. And she wrote this book. Here comes the swearing. She wrote this book called Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that I must have come upon that book somehow, like it was in my suggested somewhere. And the title was just so intriguing. Again, I swear like a sailor in real life. And so I read this title. I was like, well, obviously I need this book. It's a great book if you can, I mean, if the, the swearing bothers you. Actually, she does swear sometimes like in her books and in her materials and stuff. It's not, in, in my opinion, it's not excessive. But if it bothers you, this might not be the book for you. Uh, but if it doesn't bother you, it's a great book about mindset. And in fact, 
fact, this this book and and her specifically are the reasons where I am where I am right now with mindset work and working on self improvement and all kinds of things. That really was the very beginning of me figuring out that it was my mindset that was kind of the trouble between all of the things that was going on in my life, the goals that I wasn't being able to achieve. But so I read this book and I was, I was fired up. I was like, okay, this is happening. I am, I'm going to start making money. I'm in business to be in business. And this is, this is moving forward. And I don't specifically remember what it was that I had to go do. But I was, I was feeling fired up. I had really just set myself this task of these are the things that I'm going to accomplish today. And it was some sort of, it was some sort of like money making task that I needed to accomplish that I was like really excited about being able to do. But I had to go out of the house to do something first. And it seems to me like I went grocery shopping, which seems really funny now, but I know that there was something really specific that I had to do out of the house. And here comes more swearing. When I got back from whatever it was that I had done, I came home and Blossom had shat everywhere. I I cannot describe the scene that was in my house. I don't know what she had gotten into. I don't, I, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Not only had Blossom had problems, but I'm assuming that the cat at the time, we only had one, it was Rosie, that the cat was so disgusted by all the mess everywhere that there was also vomit everywhere in the house. You guys, this is why we recently replaced the carpet in our house. If you watch my my home videos, you know that we recently replaced all the flooring in the house. It was so stained and so gross from incidences like this. But so, so the thing that was really funny to me, so I'm reading this book about, you know, you can manifest your, your, your wealth. You can manifest anything in your life. And I'm like feeling all good about, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make money and I'm going to feel good and I'm changing my mindset and all this stuff. And then I come home and what have I manifested? Here comes the swearing. I manifested shit, (laughs) literally. (laughs) And it still makes me laugh all these years later because that's, that's how it felt. It felt like, oh my gosh, I've set this big goal and I have this task that I want to do. And, and here is this giant mess. It was rough. It was really rough. Recently, like really recently, like literally our last podcast, when I announced to the world that I'm, you know, looking for 1 million YouTube subscribers, that this is my goal, that this is, you know, super impossible, but it's going to happen. What did I manifest from that? Well, let me tell you what my week has been like. I have received, and I'm trying to think of a really polite word. I have received feedback let's call it, from lots of different sources. Not not one, not two, not three, not four, not even five, but six nearly immediate comments, emails, private messages, feedback. Not specifically about the goal, but about the videos that I'm putting out, about the information that I'm putting out, about my YouTube channel, about me personally, about uh, lots of different business-related things. And thankfully it is all, I mean, 
the thing is when you are your own business, I mean, my business is me. It's Paula B fitness. I am Paula B. It's very difficult to separate out, you know, the product from me personally. And, and sometimes feedback, which is not constructive criticism, but is actually just feedback feels very personal. It feels incredibly personal and it feels like I'm not meant for this big goal. And it's funny how, you know, coming back to this whole manifesting thing, this, this idea that, that we attract things into our lives. I, this is a topic that I, I'm very careful about depending on, on whether or not you listen to a lot of like self-improvement, self-help kind of stuff. You've probably heard different ways of thinking about how the world works, how the universe works. And I'm, I want to be really, really careful how I talk about this because I do have opinions. I do have thoughts, but most of my opinions and thoughts are that whatever you believe is best for you and that me telling you that it's God or the universe or your brain or fill in the blank, it doesn't really matter what word you use there, me telling you that that is the thing that functions this way doesn't feel right to me. Yes, I have opinions. Yes, I do have a a thought process and a, a thought model that I think I know how the world works. But however you think about it is is best for you. And I don't want to I don't want to try and change that. What I'd like to do is help you figure out your own thought model for how you think this stuff all works. Because let me tell you something, when you set a goal, these kind of obstacles are going to come to you. Doesn't matter where, where you think it comes from. Again, God, the universe, your brain, flying spaghetti monster, whatever, whatever it is that works with your parameters, your thoughts about the world and how it all works. That's, that's what's bringing this to you. And it's kind of weird that this way that we all think of personally, that the world works, would bring us something so awful, right? Like, why in the world would we bring to ourselves in some manner or have brought to us in some manner a giant mess on the floor from our dogs? Why would we bring ourselves a broken leg? Why would we bring ourselves feedback? <laughs> I'm trying really hard. I, they're, not, they're not terrible comments. They're not mean. They weren't meant that way. I, in fact, I'm going to come back to that a little bit because here's the thing about the feedback that I received. In the moment, it felt and I perceived it as attacking. I perceived it as, oh my gosh, I'm dumb. Oh my gosh, I've put out bad information. Oh my gosh, I'm not good enough for this. And all kinds of doubts and fears and just junk in my head. Again, I I manifested a mess. (laughs) But then when I went back and I I haven't reread all of the feedback, I I reread one of them a couple of days later and it was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that mean. And it wasn't that 
personal. How I took it in the moment was very heart pounding, sweating, and oh my gosh, everything is wrong in the world and I should just quit. But it wasn't that bad. And that's kind of an important point also, but I'm going to, I'm going to push through with the whole, why in the world would we bring this to ourselves? Why in the world would whatever we think about how the world works, bring it to us? Why would that happen? Well, here's why. It's, it's part of this process because the fact is when you set a big goal, you are not currently right here in this moment, capable of that goal. Otherwise, you'd already have it. The reason it's a big goal is because you don't possess all of the skills just yet to be able to accomplish it. And I'm going to be really, really clear that I am talking about skills. You, personally, as a human being, are already capable of your goal mentally. You are capable of your goal in the broader sense of you are worthy to achieve it, you are good enough, you are smart enough, you are capable. It's the skills that you need to develop that you are lacking in. And that sounded really harsh, I apologize. You are lacking is never a nice thing to say. But I know that you understand how I'm saying that because here's the thing. I am lacking in some skills also. In fact, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but I mean, clearly one of, one of the skills that I am lacking in is being able to brush off feedback. <laughs> I think it was pretty, pretty obvious when, when I received the feedback and took it personally and sat in it for most of a day feeling sorry for myself and wondering if I should move forward or not that that this is a skill that I am still developing. The reason, if you want to call it a reason, if you want to call it whatever you want to call it, but the reason that you manifest or it is brought to you or it happens to you, for you, with you, whatever, is because you need it. You need to manifest that word that I'm not going to say again because I've already done enough swearing for one day. You need the obstacles. It is a critical part of the goal-getting process. And it's the part that, again, we all understand intellectually, and yet none of us wants to deal with it in the real world. Facing obstacles is hard. It sucks. It feels terrible. It absolutely makes you want to quit. It's never the thing that you think is going to come to you. Like, Again, knowing intellectually, oh, of course I'm going to face obstacles. You've pictured these obstacles in your mind and you've probably pictured yourself like being all easy breezy, like, oh, of course I can handle it when somebody sends me a nasty comment about how much I talk. And yet in the moment, the obstacle feels awful. Nine times out of 10, you're going to feel like quitting. Truly, whatever it is that happens, you are going to think something along the lines of, and it doesn't even have to sound whiny. When I'm saying all of these things in a row, it's going to sound super whiny. And I don't mean to indicate that you are whining, but you're going to think something along the lines of, 
well, this just isn't meant for me. Well, I guess I can't do that. Well, I, it looks like this just isn't in the cards. Well, I'm always going to be stuck here where I'm stuck. Well, I'm never going to be able to get that goal. Well, I guess I just can't. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not likable enough. I'm whatever, whatever it is that you think is going to hit on all of your fears. It's going to fit hit on all of your self-doubts. It's going to feel like a really obvious sign that you should quit or that you should change your mind or that you should back down or back off or readjust or something that is not continuing to aim for your goal. It's a test. And that's all it is. It's a test of how much you really want your goal. And the fact is, some of us take that test and say, yeah, you know what? Maybe I didn't really want this. And occasionally, I'm going to say that might be true. I, I'm trying to think of an actual... I know... No, I can't go there. I just can't. The fact is, the fact is, you are never given, and I mean that like in your own brain, you are never given a goal that you can't have, ever. I truly believe this. This is something that I believe in the world. If you want something for yourself, you can have it. I feel like the things that come to us, like I want to run a marathon or I want to be in business for myself or I want a million subscribers on YouTube or I want to lose 40 pounds or I want to be able to do a pull-up. I don't think that our brains work in a way that we could want something truly impossible. Now, sometimes, okay, I did think of something. Sometimes when we say something like, I, you know, I want my sister to still be alive, (laughs) you know, sometimes when we want something that because of the way that time and space works or the way that, you know, physics works or the way that biology works, you know, I'm thinking about somebody who has lost use of their legs, for example, you know, I want to be able to, to walk. Those kinds of thoughts are more wishful thinking than goals. And that is, that is a pretty distinct difference. And so what I'm telling you is about goals. Goals that actually subscribe to time is linear, <laughs> space exists, physics exists, biology exists, all those kinds of things. Goals, goals you can get. You really, really can. And here's, here's the part where I actually have like some practical advice about how to push past these obstacles that you're going to face. Number one is, is simply recognize it as part of the process. As, as I've mentioned numerous times, in fact, I'm pretty sure it's the first thing I said in this podcast, this is going to happen. The end. Like you don't get a choice. You don't get to say, well, I have this goal and nothing bad is going to happen on the way there. That's not the way it works. And if it does, I mean, truly, if it does, like if you meet zero pushback, my friend, 
please set a bigger goal because if you have zero pushback, zero obstacles, zero problems on your way from A to B, you are capable of so much more. Holy moly. Like, can you imagine you must be a superhero to not face any kind of pushback, not have any kind of obstacles? Go bigger, please, please, please. Recognizing it as part of the process doesn't eliminate the fear. It doesn't eliminate the self-doubt. It doesn't eliminate anything. And in fact, that's not why I want you to recognize it as part of the process. Recognizing it as part of the process just means that you won't be quite as surprised. You will understand, hey, this is supposed to happen. And that's actually step two. Accepting and embracing it again, feels like, but I don't want to, but I don't want to, I don't want to have pushback. I don't want to face obstacles, but embracing it and reminding yourself that, oh my goodness, without the obstacle, I actually wouldn't be able to get the goal. When you think about it that way, doesn't that feel super different? Like rather than, oh, I don't want feedback. Oh, I don't want to have injuries. Oh, I don't want to, you know, clean up a mess. It's like, oh, no, I needed that. That was an important thing that came to me. And it's the piece of the puzzle that I needed to be able to get my goal. Reframing it in your mind like that. And again, it's not necessarily going to feel great. Not going to feel super happy when somebody calls you names. Not going to feel super amazing when the first time you try to go for a run, it feels terrible and everything in your body hurts. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that you can't have it. It means that this is a piece of the puzzle that you got to figure out, that you got to you got to understand. And in fact, that is that is number 3 of my what five part process. Number 3 is learn the lessons, find the lessons. Now, on arguably this is the hardest part, truly, because we are I say we. I personally even though I do not think of myself as a negative person. Sometimes when I tell you these stories and we have these conversations here on the podcast, I'm like, yep, well, it's really easy to just go straight to I quit. Maybe you don't feel that way. Maybe you are perfectly happy with the obstacles and understand that this is part of the process. Me personally, I face these obstacles and I'm like, well, time to quit. I very naturally go to a negative place so much faster than I mean to. And it's really an interesting part of understanding myself to know that my my instinct, my impulse is almost always negative first. It, it's taking a lot of work for me to look for the lessons and look for the good in what goes on. I mean, specifically when I broke my leg, let me tell you something about that. Let's come back to that story. So I gave myself this broken leg and needless to say, wallowed in some self-pity. That's just how these things work with me. But I knew that I wanted to stay active. I knew that I wanted to still be physical. You know, I'd been running for a while. I knew I would go crazy if I didn't. So I started riding my bike and it happened to be summertime. So I started swimming in our pool and it kept me active. It gave me something to do every day. I didn't love either one of them, but I developed enough affinity for swimming and biking that interestingly, as soon as my leg healed up, I entered a triathlon and I ended up doing 
I guess I can only say several. I didn't do a lot of triathlon um, because I am completely and utterly terrified of swimming. But I did enter several duathlons also, which is a run-bike run, which I actually could really do again. I, I like riding my bike enough that that is something that I could continue to do. I I moved away from triathlon and duathlon in favor of doing ultramarathons, but I can actually see myself coming back to a duathlon. Um, it's, it's really pleasant to do a couple of different things. But I found my way around that broken leg. And what I learned from being injured has taught me so much about my body. It has taught me so much about pushing too much, too hard, too soon. It taught me so much about overcoming obstacles. It taught me so much about doing different sports, seeing myself as athletic in a different way. It Breaking my leg, honestly, in so many ways was one of the best things that could ever happen to me. Breaking my leg is the reason that I ended up going to the sports medicine doctor who... Okay, let me let me tell this part of the story because if you haven't watched whatever one video I talked about this, the first time I visited the sports medicine doctor, she had me stand on one leg just to see where I was with my balance, and I fell over. That trajectory of breaking my leg, visiting the sports medicine doctor, understanding how bad my balance was, going to physical therapy, and doing physical therapy for balance work has literally changed my entire life. It was not what I wanted at the time. I would never wish a broken leg on anybody, but now where I am physically with my balance, with the skill set that I have now, with the message that I send out to you all the time in my videos about working on your balance, working on your core strength, none of that would have existed if I didn't break my leg. It's a little bit harder to find the lesson in the giant mess that my dog left me, but I will tell you that I cleaned it up. I took the time to, you know, obviously it smelled disgusting. I cleaned it all up. And I managed my time and I still did the task that I had set myself to do that day that I, if I remember correctly, and I wish I did, but I don't, I, I feel like the task that I had set myself that felt super scary was that I was creating the very first of one of my little freebies. I have quite a few of them now. And in fact, even in the show notes, I'll, I'll link some of the best of them. Um, But it was the first time that I created any kind of a program that it was free, but it was on its way to creating the larger programs that I sell for money. It was on its way to me thinking about crafting programs that actually help you get your goals, that help you get where you want to go, as opposed to just making videos and letting you figure it out for yourself. It was the first time that I put together a series of workouts and said, here, if you start at A and go to B, you can get your goal (laughs) with, with hopefully no, you know, giant mess in between. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like the lesson was super obvious other than, well, no, I guess it really is you can clean up the mess and still get your work done is is really the lesson that was to be had there. It took me a while to find that one, but I do still rather frequently make the joke in my head that, you know, when I'm trying to manifest something, the first thing I manifest is that mess. 
As far as the feedback, oh, let me talk about that one real quick too, because finding the lessons, finding the feedback that I received, I this is a lesson that I've been in the process of learning for a while now, and I... I hope I don't have to learn it again before I actually do something about it. But I understand that where I am in my business, that it it's definitely time to get help with answering emails, answering private messages, answering comments. It's Part of it is that it's time consuming and part of it is that I do take on some of the emotion of the negative comments. And truly, to be fair, I take on some of the emotion of the positive comments too. And that's not necessarily helpful for my creative process. Sometimes when people are just saying nice things, it makes me think that I can't make any improvements. Like, well, I'm awesome already, which is not a bad thing. But but being awesome doesn't mean that you can't make improvements. And so getting some help with me taking things personally and me feeling like I need to respond to every single comment and every single email personally. It's something that business-wise I need I need to work on. I need to find a solution for. There, there is a lesson here and I haven't entirely finished learning it. Your lesson might not be obvious right away. Your lesson might take a little bit of hindsight to get to. It might take a lot of hindsight to get to. I mean, specifically in the case of the broken leg, I I didn't understand just how important that was until at least six months later. Knowing that there is a lesson, though, might help you get through the immediacy of the obstacle. Understanding that, you know, step three is finding the lessons can help you do step four, which is to keep moving forward. And this is where it gets a little bit tricky because keep moving forward indicates that you should continue doing the exact same thing. And that's not what I mean here. Keep moving forward means that you should keep moving towards your goal. Keep moving towards the big picture. Sometimes that means that you need to adjust the little steps in between. Moving towards your goal, moving towards your goal requires tasks. You know, there are things that you're going to need to do every single day. If you're losing weight, you got to, you know, eat the right number of calories. You have to exercise moderately. You have to manage your stress and drink your water. You know, there are, there are tasks that you have to do, but within those tasks, you might face obstacles. Like for example, you're trying to lose weight. So you're counting your calories, you're, you know, drinking your water, you're doing your stress relief and you're trying to get enough sleep. Well, maybe you'll face some kind of an obstacle where counting calories feels ridiculously impossible, where you're getting all kinds of pushback on the calories part of it. Okay, you can find a way to manage that task in a different way. Counting calories is one way to lose weight. It's one way to eat consistently because eating consistently is truly the task, not counting calories. Maybe you could eat the same things every day. That would be consistent. Maybe you could count points or macros, which by the way, are essentially the same thing as counting your calories. Maybe you could have a meal delivery system. Maybe you could do... That was all the good ideas I had off the top of my head. But there are ways to be consistent that doesn't have to be counting calories. You can move forward toward your goal without doing the exact same tasks 
every day that get you to your goal. Again, it might be more obvious when I tell you mine. I can manage my goal of getting to a million subscribers and interacting with my, you know, not just my subscribers, but my, my fan base, for lack of a better word. That sounded so funny coming out of my mouth. It feels weird to have fans. Just so you know, having fans sounds like somebody else's something. It doesn't sound like something that I personally should have. Being on the inside of having fans feels weird. But point being, my customers, my clients, my killer bees, my friends, interacting with people, my audience, that task will always be there. How I accomplish that task, whether I hire help or mostly it's probably going to be hiring help, but however I accomplish that task can change. So moving forward doesn't automatically mean do exactly what you're doing, push through anyways, give yourself an injury or you know, frustrate yourself to the point where you have to quit. It might mean doing a little bit of mental gymnastics to find another way of accomplishing the same tasks to get your goal. And then number five, this is the part nobody wants to hear. There will be more. Understand that there will be more obstacles. I know, I know, again, intellectually, it's like, oh, okay, I totally get it. Of course, there's going to be more obstacles. And even just now in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, you know, of course, of course, there's going to be more people leaving comments about how I talk too much. I mean, that's going to (laughs) happen. That's going to happen the rest of my life. That's been happening my whole life. Long before I went on YouTube, I've had so many people tell me I talk too much. It's not going to change. It's not going to change, friends. This is who I am. If you don't like it, don't listen. That's my advice. But anyways, you're, you're still listening. So that's not my advice for you. Knowing that there will be more doesn't mean that you are in control of what more is coming. Of course, there's going to be more feedback. But for me personally, there's going to be something else. There's going to be some other snafu. There's going to be some other fiasco that feels like, you know, my website crashing or that feels like a video going up wrong or that feels like somebody you know, publicly dissing the things that I stand for or these are the scenarios I can come up with in my, in my mind. Some of those might come to pass. Many of them might not. There will be other obstacles though. There is more that I need to be able to do. There's more that I need to learn. There are more skills that I need to acquire. Otherwise I'd already have a million subscribers. It would already be here if I was that kind of person, if I had already gained the knowledge that I need to gain. Since I do not have a million subscribers, that means there are more obstacles coming. If you are not your goal weight, you have more obstacles coming. If you have not run your marathon, there are more obstacles coming. If you do not have your goal, you will have more obstacles none of them. Let's go back to step one. None of them, well, no, step one is recognizing it as part of the process. None of them mean that you can't have your goal. All of them mean that you have lessons to learn. All of them are just part of the process. I would love to hear what your obstacle was. You know, if you were, if you have been following in this apparently now three part of the series, but if you've been following along with the making your resolutions and making your list and picking your big, big, impossible, ridiculous goal, 
I would love to know what obstacle did you face? How fast did it come to you? Sometimes they're immediate. Sometimes it's a little bit down the way, but I would love to hear about your obstacle. If you feel like sharing, I mean, I, I know it's hard. I know it's really vulnerable to share this kind of stuff. It's weird how much, how much we make this mean about ourselves. Your obstacle truly has nothing to do with you and your value as a person. It, it's simply teaching you what, what you need to know. But if you feel like sharing, if it doesn't feel too vulnerable to share your obstacles and what you're doing to maneuver around them, I'd love to hear it. Depending on where you're watching or listening. I mean, I'm on, I'm, I'm everywhere, you guys. When you open up the, the show notes or the description or the whatever you call it, wherever you watch or listen, there's always links to find me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. As, as I've mentioned, you can get to me. And I am the one who reads your comments and your feedback. You guys, thank you so, so, so much for listening this week and every week. I, I totally appreciate that. If you have the time and you are an iTunes listener, if you leave um, ra- ratings and reviews, it does help me find an audience and I totally appreciate that. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.